Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I am joined by just one of my gaming dads. Mr. Gary Witta is in the house. Gary, Paris might be gone, but you know what? I replaced him this week with somebody very near and dear to my heart. So before I introduce our special guest for the week, I want to know, Gary, how you doing? I'm good. I feel bad for you, Mike. I feel like you're going to be like a, ch- a child of divorce the next couple of weeks as me, as me and Paris, your two parents, kind of, tra- you know, kind of trade off custody. Paris isn't here right now. I'm here. Next week, Paris will be back, but I'll be gone. So you're spending weekends with, with the Gary daddy, and next weekend you'll be with the Paris daddy. But, you know, you, we, we, you know, we, we know we love you both equally. Ah. So, um, <laughs> no, I'm Thanks, good. Gary. I'm good. It's been, it's been a long week, a hectic week, but as I, as I say almost every show. Uh, I really enjoy uh, closing out the week and ushering in the weekend with uh, with this podcast and talking about video games. I love it. You know, Gary, I love talking games with you. I always love the stories that you tell me. And I love just talking Xbox with you, which is really exciting because this week we're going to celebrate, Gary, another celebration, 20th anniversary coming up. And there's been some really cool stuff coming around for all of those Xbox fans out there. But there's somebody that I love to celebrate with, Gary. And yeah, Paris isn't here But this week, I brought on a really special guest, somebody that's near and dear to my heart, somebody that I have been watching, learning from, and really just enjoying this person's content for a long, long time. And that's my buddy, Rand Althor19, the man with a million. Of course, if you don't know who Rand is, let me catch you up really quick. Rand is one half of the Xbox Two podcast, one of my favorite podcasts around the globe. So if you're ever looking for more Xbox content, please go check out my buddies over there. Rand and Jez over with the Xbox Two podcast. Very insightful, very fun. But also you can catch Rand over on his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash RandAlthor19. Rand is doing all the updates, all of the insider knowledge that you need to know about around the video game industry and more specifically around Xbox. And it's one of those every single week you can tune into an awesome Rand video where he just celebrates video games. He talks about Xbox, talks about the industry as a whole, and he's so insightful and so knowledgeable, Gary. And this was one that I've been watching from and learning from for so long. I was excited to, you know, finally work up the courage to ask him to come join the show. So one half of the Xbox Two podcast, the man with a million, Rand Althor 19. Rand, how are you doing today? Man, Mike, that intro was absolutely amazing. I got goosebumps right now. Oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really get goosebumps when I do podcasting because I've been doing it for so long, but I got I got the butterflies in my stomach because I'm hanging out with you for the first time, me and Snowbike Mike together, and it's nice to meet you, Gary, for the first time. Yeah, I was going to say, what Xbox. am I, chopped liver? Thanks for the shout-out. Yeah, I appreciate liver. it. You me and Mike <laughs> hang out in Mike's streams all the time. He it's gives true. me these shout-outs. I get embarrassed when he shouts me out in his streams. You know, That's why he's I, the number, I, number one hype man in the business. He is. Oh. He is definitely the hype man. But I just got to say, though, Mike, Paris ain't here. This is the second time where I'm supposed to be doing a show, whether it's Gamer Tag Radio or Xcast, and he's not here. Is he ducking me? He, he might ducking be ducking me? you. He might. We'll, we'll put it out there. We'll see if he's ducking you is right. That's too funny. It is funny. I get the love this time, Gary. You know, you're the big celeb. Everybody gives you love, but I like to shine in front of you. And it's like the young son shining in front of his father, right? That's a big deal to me. It's a big deal. I like that. Listen, I tell you, I don't feel the celebrity right now. We're here on a, the, the man with a million plus gamer score. I looked mine up just a moment ago. I'm barely, I'm knocking on the door at 30K gamer score, which ain't that impressive really when you think about it. It's because I'm not really, I think it's because I'm not really like a big time achievement. Hunter, I'll happily play a game without cracking out all the achievements. I do want to ask the man with a million here at some point during the show a little about, you know, what that, that journey to get to, to a million gamer score. That's one hell of an achievement. 
Yeah, well, let's, yeah. let's do that right now. Rand, why don't we ask you? So, of course, it's Randall Thor 19, the man with a million. Where did with the million come from? And also, Rand, what do you see yourself as? Are you a YouTuber, a podcaster, an influencer, an insider? What are you? No, I am not an influencer. I am not an insider. No matter how many people give me those titles, I will refuse it. I'm just a dude with the microphone that likes to talk about Xbox. I started up a YouTube channel just because one of my buddies was very much like, hey, you're smart. You're very knowledgeable about these things. You should talk about it. So I did. And the channel started to get some traction. So I, I, I do like, you know, I try to do daily content with Xbox when they have some stuff to say. It's been a little bit sparse recently. Um, but the man with the million, I don't know. It was kind of one of those, one of those taglines, Mike, you know, when you think about like how to introduce yourself. And mm. at the time when I got a million gamer score back in 2016, there wasn't that many. There was, I think I was like the fifth. So wow. I remember talking to uh, Mike Ybarra who worked, who was at the time working on Xbox. And I was just like, should I introduce myself as like Randall Thor, the man with the million? And he's like, I like that. So I would do it in my videos and then I stopped doing it. And then he, he DM me was like, you need to, you, that's who you are. You, that is a good calling card. You're the man with the million. Even though there's other people that have a million, you just keep on saying it because it's, it's, it's you. So I, I've kept on doing it. And people love saying it. People love hearing me say the man with the million. It's all about no, branding. You love it. Yeah, it's all about the branding. So even though there's plenty of people with the million gamer score, you know, I just was like, hey, it's the man with the million. And, I, and it's, you know, people, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I play games because we do, they're in this community. There are people that like to talk about games, but they don't play games, you know? And I'm someone who loves to play any type of game, really, except for maybe Nintendo. And you know that, Mike, but we're not going to get into that, right? <laughs> we won't get into that. But Gary, I'll open up the floor to ask him any questions about the million, about gamer score, about achievements. Because I know you, over in the past couple of weeks, have drawn a keen eye for achievements. And you've wanted to know a little bit more about that system. Where are they going? What are they doing? And you know, I brought on the man with the million just so you could ask any questions that might be burning up right now. No, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like I've got, you know, a million questions for the man with a million here. So I'm trying to hone it down to the ones that I feel like are the most, are the most germane. I mean, like, I'll preface this by saying if you, if you listen to uh, or watch the games daily, when I host with Greg, you'll know that I'm not a big achievement hunter, a big trophy hunter, the way Greg's a big trophy hunter. And I often like to rag on Greg for that. You know, like he'll deliberately go out and play games just because he's heard they've got easy trophies and he's just got to whack out those trophies. I personally think that achievements when Microsoft first brought them in has been a brilliant innovation, right? We know it's been, it's been great because we've seen, you know, Sony, uh, Steam, so many places now rip off those achievements. Just playing New World, the MMO has achievements baked into that so we love achievements we love seeing those little uh those little trophies pop we love getting that little that little hill of dopamine so i get it but my big thing is like i like it when trophies are designed into the or achievements are designed into the game in a way that is additive and can make the game more fun to play but oftentimes i feel like getting those achievements when they're not well designed they can just feel like busy work like this is a chore it's not really making the game fun to play but i feel like i gotta get it just to get it to kind of finish out the achievements so I wanted to ask the man with a million here, how often, how often do you feel like that? How often do you feel like getting those achievements enhances your enjoyment of the game? And how often do you feel like it's just busy work, like it's a chore, like you're not really enjoying doing it, but you feel like you've got to knock them out just to max out the achievements on that particular title? I mean, it, it really depends on the title. Some, some games are really good at offering extra things to do where you wouldn't normally like delve into to get those achievements. But some, some of them are just checklists like, Oh, collect all these, find all of these, which can be a little bit boring. But I mean, I've played my fair share of games that I didn't want to play Gary at all. Like Hannah Montana, my horse and me too, you know, like a lot of TV movie tying games. Right. So because you were, so were, just very clear. You are like, you're like Greggy on this one. You will play a game that has no worse. redeeming qualities other than those achievements. Worse. I was worse. I was worse <laughs> than Greg. Like it, 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 when I was, when I was into it, like I've, I've sort of retired from it after I hit a million, because once you hit a million, like what's after that? Two million, three million. It's, it's not as cool. Right. So I stopped doing it. I stopped chasing it. But yeah, like if a game was just like, Hey, you have to play as Hannah Montana, but it's a five hour, it's a five hour long game, but you get a thousand gamer score. I was there. I was there buying it from GameStop, renting it from Gamefly. It didn't matter what the game was. If it was easy points, no matter what it was, I was playing it. 
Do so, you have, do you, do you, you said like you, it depends on the title. And I think you're agreeing with me in the idea that yeah, achievements can be well designed to make the game yes. more fun, or they can be poorly designed to make it feel like a slog. In you, obviously, you've, you must have played so many games and chased down so many different types of achievements on, on that road to a million. You've seen it all. What have you learned? What would you, what would you say to game designers who are building achievements into their game? Here's how you do it and make it more fun and not less fun. I think there's something to be said for having a lot of your achievements tied to progression and say story. Uh, I think that gives a lot of people that good feeling, as you said, a rush of dopamine when they complete story missions. But then I don't think people like to go and then have to look up a video to collect a hundred things scattered about the world just for an achievement. I think people like those unique things where it's like maybe kill three enemies with a single grenade where you're trying it to try to, to do stuff like that. I, I really do feel, though, that from the 360 gen to the Xbox One and now the Series X gen, that they've uh, a lot of developers don't put time or effort into their achievement list. It's all just basically checklists of stuff, and it's became uh, very boring, honestly. Uh, not a lot of games, even even some of Microsoft's own games, like the Forza stuff is is mostly all checklists, but then they have some cool ones where it's like, hey, take this car and try to beat this time. Like those things are sort of, are, are cool, right? Like beat this time with this car using this path. Like those type of achievements are fun to do. Uh, not chasing after like collectibles and stuff. I hate those personally. Yeah, I'm the same. I had it with, I had it just recently with Ratchet and Clank where you had to get those Krager bears. And they're these tiny little objects that are kind of randomly seeded throughout the world. And it's hard to find them. You, you, you of course end up going to YouTube, you go look for a guide. And there have been a couple that when I found them, led there by a gun, I was like, how the hell was I ever supposed to find this on my own? And I don't know, it's, it's not fun for me. I, I also had it recently with Lake, the Xbox game, which is a beautiful little story-driven game. And it only has 10 achievements, and they're pretty easy to get. You just play through the game. You don't have to necessarily go out of your way to get them all. And I got nine out of 10. And the last one was like, you have to see like the last of the three mm. main endings in the game. And I had already seen the last ending because I got impatient and just YouTubed it because I felt like I had already finished the game on it's the last ending. But I was you get to that point where it's like, even for a non-achievement hunter like me, when you get nine out of 10, the OCD kicks in until you get that 10 out of a 10, right? You think, God damn it, I'm at nine out of 10. I may as well max it. I may as well get the last one. So I did play through and got the last ending, but I was very aware of the fact that I wasn't having any fun, that, that, that I wasn't getting any additional like, enjoyment out of the game from playing it at that point it was just about checking that box and that's when i become anti-achievement so i again i'm not pro achievement i anti-achievement i'm i'm pro good achievement design and anti-bad achievement design i'm 100 percent with you i'd imagine that's third playthrough of lake or whatever wasn't oh. fun I, i've experienced that <laughs> and where... that was a game that i loved i just didn't want to have to check every box yeah I, i've experienced that where i've had to replay a game for another achievement and you're like not enjoying it but the enjoyment comes from completing the game. And that's something I kind of wish Xbox would, would add. Like, I think the achievement system has been too stale. Uh, you know, they haven't really added anything to it in recent years. The cheat, the, um, the rare achievements. Great. When you pop that diamond, uh, and that sound hits your headphones, it's, it's, it's a thrill. And the achievement rarity, seeing how many people actually completed something is really cool. But I wish Xbox would invest more and make the completions uh, more special, like a list showing where how many games you have all the achievements, like very similar to how the, the Platinum Trophy is for PlayStation. So I hope my one of my hopes for the future is that Xbox goes back and re-innovates on achievements. They were the first to do it, and everybody's copied them, but they haven't really innovated since. And I would love to see them, you know, delve back into it. Maybe it would get me back into the achievement game if they did something like that, you know? On that road to a million, did you feel like you had to get every achievement in every game that you played? Or were you happy to leave some unfinished and move on to the next game? Um, I pretty had pretty bad OCD where I felt like I had <laughs> to get everything in a game. And there, unless it was a game I really wanted to play, like a New Gears game came out, I wasn't going to do the insane achievement. But if I was going to play... Uh, Barbie's Puppy Adventures, which is a real <laughs> game and it is a game I actually played, then if I'm playing that game, I'm getting every achievement because what else am I even doing it for? Have you right? ever had like an existential crisis like in the middle of playing Barbie's yes. Puppy Adventures? You're like, what am I doing? Yes, it's a, I don't know if I, see now I'm introducing myself to the kind of funny audience and I'm going to tell this story and nobody's <laughs> like, we're done with this. Connect came out, right? 
I'm a big guy, right? I'm a big dude, but I played all the Kinect games, even the, some of the dance ones. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing two games in particular. One was, <laughs> one was Victorious Dancing Game, and one was this Sesame Street game. And I think anybody who knows who played those games, what I'm talking about, I had to enlist the help of my sisters to do it, <laughs> to stand in the spot. And I remember sitting there doing this with my sisters, thinking to myself, they're never going to, I'm never going to hear the end of this. This is the most embarrassing I was say, thing like, you've ever. Already, like, you've already got your family members over at your house. Are they thinking like, let's have an impromptu intervention. Like, let's just get this done. <laughs> like, like, like a victorious, some like teenage girl show. And I'm, doing these little movements with my younger sister next to me. And I just sat there and thought to myself, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> how, did it, how did it feel to pop that? Mil- you, you must not remember what the millionth achievement was. How did you feel when you finally got that number? Well, I mean, there was, there's a whole thing surrounding it. Um, my buddy, Phil Spencer, who I met and became friends with back in 2015, we played a whole bunch of games together and he invited me to E3 2016 to break a million gamer score on Xbox's stage during an inside Xbox. And so it was my first time going to E3, which was a dream of mine. And then to have Phil be like, we want you to break, hit your million with us, with me, with like Mike Ybarra at the time who was still at Xbox. Uh, I was so nervous, Gary. I, I came there and I had everything set up and they wanted, they, they wanted me to do hit it with uh, the end last achievement in Ori in the blind forest, okay. which was difficult. And I don't know when I hit it, it was that sense of accomplishment. Uh, but then also like sad because I knew that was going to be the end of the journey for me. I didn't want to go really any, anywhere past that. But then elation that someone like Phil Spencer, who's, who's such an amazing guy would do that for me. Like I'm nobody. Right literally was just like come to e3 we'll let you do this on stage because it means a lot to not only you but it means a lot to to me and everybody at xbox and the xbox community like that is such a special moment for me that i can never repay phil for like i thank him all the time when i talk to him like you have no idea what that meant to me i still think about it i'm getting a little like emotional right now just thinking about that moment and 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 how it felt for me like it's it was truly honestly like so memorable and such a great moment for me personally. Jeez. Like just almost starting to cry here. Jeez. And so now you, and so you still play Xbox games now, but you don't go out of your way to chase, chase the achievements the way you used to. Yeah. I just, I just play to play. I don't go, I don't go for, I'm done with that. I don't go for anything. Like I'm playing far cry right now. And it's just like, whatever I get is what I get. I'm not doing the 50, 60 hour stuff to get the, but the thing is I would have, I would have, if it was (laughs) years ago, I would have done it all, you know? So but I, 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 well, the, okay, so I get that you're not obsessively playing every game like achievements first, but will a game still come along where you're like, God damn it, I, I kind of want to get these ones. Like you'll still go down that rabbit hole with a particular game. Um, if it's like a really, really easy game and everybody's getting a thousand and I miss it, yeah, then it, the OCD will kick in. But most <laughs> of the time now, not really, no. I've, it, it, but it's taken a while to break out of that, Gary. Like it was so firmly a part of me for so long that not getting a thousand gamer score, not getting all the achievements was really tough for me to break out of. Uh, honestly, like I, I would literally like sometimes think about it as I'm going to sleep, uh, which I, I know, but hey, it, I finally overcame that and it's all good now, but there's definitely some times where it, it weighed on me heavily, more heavily than it should have. Cause it's just achievements in gaming at the end of the day, but it was this such convers- a, this conversation got deeper than I expected. You a deep turn on him, guys. This is wild, like, like man. A group or something. This is like getting real. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Well, Rand, we got a big show. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of celebration. Just like we're celebrating you being here on the kind of funny X cast. And so I'll ask you one final thing. Cause I got one more for Gary before we jump into the show and we'll deal with achievements. Cause I have so much. I wish I could share with the kind of funny best friends all about you, but we're going to talk about a really cool little feature coming to one of the 20th anniversary controllers. That is kind of nifty and f- neat and new and different, but I know for achievements, I want to ask you, out of the achievements, what is the coolest achievement you've popped that had something tied to it, whether it be your avatar clothing or maybe a cool lo- gamer photo? Like, we're going to talk about a wallpaper coming with a controller. Was there anything tied to achievements like that where it was like, this was cool to earn because I got this? 
I'm not not one that I can think of off the top of my head, but I do like the idea of the achievements you unlock potentially giving you something. There, mm. they they did do some connect. I I do wish Microsoft, like I said, like more in, in, innovations in the achievement space, whether it's the completions. But they were some time where it's like, oh, you unlock this, you get an avatar item. I thought that was really cool because it gives gives other people something more tangible to work towards. Like, oh, I want to get this thing. Um, but not one off the top of my head. Like currently I'm using, um, I I kind of switched between two different backgrounds. I I have the halo dynamic background going on right now. Right. Uh, love halo, love watching you and Andy destroy it during the big team battle this past weekend. It was amazing. And then the achievement art that you get for unlocking any achievement for Ori for the million gamer score. I I kind of switched back and forth between both. So, yeah. I don't, cool. I, you know, I don't know why they do, don't do that more often. Like you say, make it more tangible. Like it's nice to, to get all the achievements, but it's just a number, right? And it's nice to see that achievement pop, but that's like an ephemeral moment. Like if you, if you got, maxed out achievements in a game or even just like a particular, you know, thread of achievements, like do all these different quests or whatever, give me the achievement, but give me like a cosmetic or something that goes with it. So that when you encounter me in the game, you know, oh, that's a guy that got all the achievements. Like you can actually see it on your, you know, in game. I don't know why, why, why they don't do more of that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, just thinking like when a vow comes out, why shouldn't there be an achievement where you get this achievement, you get some cool loot, a cool weapon or something where, like you said, it's tangible. It's something you can use other than just, you know, a random number that adds to a random score that you have, right? I love that. Yeah, I mean, like if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, you know, again, it depends. Sometimes you don't want to show off the fact that you've got, you've spent all these hours <laughs> to get these achievements. Like you know, definitely want the option to display it or not. But for some people that do want to front like that, yeah. Like if you get a thousand, like when Halo Infinite comes out, right? If you max out every achievement, give me a special armor skin or something. So if I want to show that off on the battlefield, I can. I love that. All right, Gary Witta, let's move into the show. But before that, I got one question for you, Gary. Yeah. This week, the news broke from IGN by Joe Scrabbles. The article reads, in a press release about the launch of FIFA 22, eSports Cam Weber explained, as we look ahead, we're also exploring the idea of renaming our global EA sports football games. Gary Witta, if, you know, me and Rand, Rand, simple man from Chicago, I'm out here in the mountains, I don't know what football or soccer is. If we were going to rename FIFA, what is the name that you're going to go with? Well, you know, I, I mean, you kind of blindsided me here because I didn't see this story the first time hearing about it as you telling me right now. And I guess my first question is, why did the story go into why at all? I mean, FIFA is like, you know, it's up there with Madden. I think we said either on KFGD or on XCast recently, we just talked about the strength of those brands. Like, you just say that one word Madden and anyone in video games knows what you're talking about, right? It's one of those recognizable brand names in gaming what used to be john madden football just became madden and that was good enough and fifa used to be fifa football or fifa soccer depending on the territory now it's just fifa you say fifa people know what that is if you say to anyone like on the street what does fifa mean to you probably more people would say the video game than the actual federation you know, mm-hmm. that it's licensed from, right? So it's a huge, huge thing. Maybe there's some kind of licensing thing coming up with FIFA. I don't know. Maybe FIFA want, you know, that, that it's time to, you know, renew the license and they want too much money. One thing we know about FIFA is they like money. Maybe they want too money. much of it this time and EA is going to go in a different direction. We just saw Pro Evo, right? Pro Evolution Soccer just rebranded itself big time as eFootball. That's been a disaster so far, not necessarily just because of the, of the renaming, because the new game seems very, very, very bad. Uh, and this free-to-play model is not really resonating with anyone. But I don't know. I get my, my first question is like, why? What would they change it to? I don't know. Like, FIFA's FIFA. It's one of those things where, like, it's it's always been that way. It's hard to imagine it being another way. So I, 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 would, li- I would really like to know what the story behind changing it from FIFA is because they've spent years and years and years and millions of dollars marketing that name. FIFA is synonymous with the EA soccer game. I don't know why they would change it. There's got to be some legal or business-related uh, story behind the scenes there that maybe we don't know about, but in terms of what would you change it to? Geez, I don't even know where, where to start with that question. Well, Gary, I got some fun ones for you because you know I got to hit you with a good time. So you ready for this, okay, Gary? Okay, go on. Wayne Rooney Football Club 2024. All Cristiano right, okay. Ronaldo's Bicycle Kick Football 2024. See, here's what they here's what they could do. They could go the man. One thing that would actually bring their titles in line with their other sports titles where they've, where they've named it after one specific celebrity, right? John Madden, mm-hmm. the legend in the world of NFL football. So they named it after him. 
remember for the longest time PGA was Tiger Woods and then they went to Rory McIlroy. Yep. Um, but generally, you know, a lot of the times they're named after, you know, the one big name. So if they were going to, if they were going to go after one big name, um, they, you, you know, at that, you got to go and maybe they change it like over the years, you know, it gives them, it mm. gives them opportunity to kind of move, you know, because players come and go, you know, they age out, you know, there's always like a new hotter person on the block. Like right now you'd have to be looking at Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo, Kylian Mbappe, like one of the top players in the, you know, Neymar, you're one of the top players in the world and you do a deal with them and it's Neymar football or Messi football or whatever. And then once they kind of age out of the picture, you bring, or they want too much money next time around, you bring in the next hot player. The problem with that is you don't get to establish a brand, right? Because if you keep ch changing the name, it do you don't have that consistent brand like you have with, at least, at least with Tiger Woods. I think they probably would have kept on in business with Tiger for years if he hadn't, you know, if he's, if his personal life hadn't imploded the way that it did, they would they would still be they would still be in business with him today. Um, so no, it's 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 an interesting question. I I honestly don't know what the what the answer is. Final one: Bend it like Beckham, twenty twenty three. There so you we'll go. Keep an eye out on that. We'll see what they do. You never know. Uh, I hope that they don't change the FIFA name because, like you said, Gary, FIFA is the answer to that one. But enough talk about all that. Let's jump into the show. This is the kind of funny X cast we post each and every Saturday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, and of course on podcast services around the globe. Don't forget, Kind of Funny is now Epic Partners. That's right now. Whenever you're buying V-Bucks for your family or friends, if you're going into Rocket League and you're changing up your car and you want to get some cool, sleek cosmetics for the look, or if you're buying any game on the PC over with the Epic Game Store, please use our con or use our Epic Creator Code Kind of funny at checkout. It's no additional cost to you. We'll get a percentage of that purchase and you can support kind of funny in a new awesome way. So don't forget to use that code. Epic creator code kind of funny at checkout. Of course, we would like to thank our Patreon producers for the month of October. Frank Siggy, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, Julian, the gluten-free gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, Techie Haas, James Hastings, and Casey Andrew. This week, the kind of funny X cast is sponsored by purple mattress, but We'll tell you all about that in a little bit. Let's jump into some fun Xbox talk. And I got the two best dudes to do it with, Rand and Gary. Guys, it's time to celebrate. And this is something that here on the Xcast I've been talking about a lot is this big celebration celebrating 20 years of Xbox, 20 years of play, 20 years of fun and friendship built through video games and specifically the Xbox brand. And oh boy, we got a fun one, Gary. I know you got your controllers at the ready. Because they have announced some new hardware and something different, Gary, that I didn't think you and I was going to see coming. But let's talk about the hardware right now. As the celebration ramps up, we have a special edition controller and a headset coming your way, dubbed the 20th Anniversary Special Edition Wireless Controller. We're looking at a sleek, black, translucent with some neon green back paddles on the back of it, Gary, along with a really cool Nexus button, as my good friend Randall Thor likes to call it. Gary, you're my controller guy, so I'll kick it to you first. Barrett has it up on the screen right now, showing it off. What do you think of this 20th anniversary controller? I like it. From when, I, when I first saw it for the first time yesterday, at first blush, you know, it reminds me a little bit of the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller, which also has that kind of translucent black mm. plastic casing that lets you kind of see inside the guts of it. It's obviously got those green accents, very kind of vibrant green on the back, the Nexus button. Not just what Rand likes to call it, that's the official name. It's the Nexus button. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know why, I don't think that's why they keep trying to make that happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> the same way that Sony tries to tell you that the X is actually called Cross. Nobody calls it called, calls it Cross. It's the X button. Come on, let's get serious. Um, I do think it's a very nice looking controller. And one of the things I like about it is for this 20th anniversary hardware, like if you're an Xbox fan, and you want to participate in this and you want to kind of, yeah, let, let's celebrate the 20th anniversary. Let's go. I want to go get myself, you know, a little something that can become a collector's item. The stuff that's out there right now is very nice, but it's very, very high end. You know, the 20, you know, the, the 20th anniversary um, Xbox Series X, you know, the Master Chief uh, 20th anniversary, you know, the Halo skinned Xbox and the, and the Elite controller. Those are very nice things, but they're also very, very high end items. You know, you know, 500 bucks for the Xbox uh, for the for the 20th anniversary Xbox, 200 bucks for the for the Master Chief Pro controller, and you, you know you, a lot of people who are big fans of Xbox already have a controller or a Series X and don't necessarily want another one, even if they had the 500 dollars to spend. And then even if you have it, 
you might have a really hard time getting one because everything's supply constrained right now and people are out there with the bots and the scripts and they're and they're scooping up these things as soon as they become available. So what I like about the 20th anniversary controller is it's actually more affordable and accessible to anybody who wants a little bit of the 20th anniversary hype. You know, there's always room. Trust me, I'm I'm the man who knows. There's always room for one more controller in your life, <laughs> and this is a this is a really Nice one. Again, it's a, I, I, it, it's it's definitely got that, you know, the, the, the black and the green. That's the Xbox branding that we know. Um, I, I saw it said hybrid D-pad. I'm not quite sure what it means exactly by that. Is there anything, let me ask you, because I'm sure you've read up on this more than more than me. Is there anything functionally different about this controller or is it just essentially a cool skin? Rand, I'll kick it to you because I, I think it's the same, right? I think it's, I think it's the same. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's anything functionally different. When they say hybrid D pad, I don't know what they mean by that. If it's just if it's basically the Series X D pad, I do with the the D pad they put on the new uh, Series X and Series S controllers. One of my favorite things about it, I I believe when they say the hybrid D pad, Gary, instead of just having the cross D pad, it's going to have that full circle around it. I, okay. I call it an octagon, but I know it's not. But yeah, that's that hybrid D pad that it's you're like, going to see a lot of the key from the from the Elite like Series that. controller, which I really like. And I know it all. Like, like, I think, like you mentioned, Mike, it does also come with it gives you some kind of like 20th anniversary special kind of dynamic theme for the Xbox as well, right? Correct. I'll give you the fun note here. When you connect this controller to your Xbox Series X and or S console, you will unlock an exclusive 20th anniversary dynamic background. Connect your 20th anniversary special edition controller to your friend's Xbox Series X and S to give them the dynamic background as well. Little caveat to remember, once you choose another background, however, this one will disappear and you will need to reconnect it to the 20th anniversary controller once again. Rand, I'll kick it to you. How cool is that fun little tweet that the team over at Xbox put on? But how do you feel about it being taken away from you? Because that's a little interesting one I got. Yeah, I, uh, I, think, it's, I think it's a super cool thing because it's one of those uh, uh, another tangible thing benefit that you get, right? Everybody kind of wants to celebrate the 20th anniversary. So you have this new controller but we're giving you a little extra. We're giving you an exclusive theme, right? So you buy it, you hook it up, and you can use that theme. But then if you choose another theme, you lose it. So you gotta, I think you have to like reconnect the controller again to be able to get it. I like that. And I like, I would like to see Microsoft do more dynamic themes. Like they should have dynamic themes out for Avowed and Fable and Hellblade 2 right now for, for people to use, right? I would love to see Microsoft open it up more for community members who make some incredible content to make some really cool uh, dynamic themes that maybe you could buy in the Xbox store. Like that's just a market that you can potentially tap into. Let me just um, say, be careful what you wish for. They do that over on the Sony side on PlayStation 4 and there is some really, really hideous community. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are, but there are also some really cool ones though. So, I, although I will say the Xbox dashboard, the way it's currently designed kind of hinders some of the cool looking backgrounds because they got all the boxes like right in the middle of everything though. Mm -hmm. But the controller, the controller though, Mike, I really like the the um the og xbox green that you can see on the grips that's kind of in the xbox symbol on the nexus button at at the top i really like those the touches i really even like the color they, i think they called it what smoky black was was what they called it as well the the color i believe and uh but the thing i don't like about the controller is i don't really care for the translucent stuff oh First, okay like, so like I just bought the Aqua Shift, which is a great controller, and I needed one because my my blue controller from launch was kind of uh, I was wearing it out, so I needed something new. I'm like oh, Aqua Shift, I really like it. Let me get it. Now I'm at this thing was like, well, I'd like to celebrate the 20th anniversary, but like I just bought another controller. Do I really need to buy another controller? And no, then it's not about me, my friend. Yeah, I, I think about I think about controllers the way you used to think about achievements. It's oh, out well, there. You got to get it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I love Gary's because man, this is all he ever talks about. This is all he ever thinks about. I know he's gas problem. I make an exception for the Forza one because I, I just can't. I just can't get next to that aesthetic. There's something and, and the Daystrike camo. Those are the only two that I that I, that I uh, I'm happy to miss me. But everything else that's out there, I I'm in I'm in two minds about the. Do I have a Pro controller here somewhere? And if I have one in front of me, I guess I don't. But the Nintendo Switch Pro controller, if you've used that, has that same kind of smoky, semi-translucent um, uh, plastic 
on it where you can kind of, you know, you get to see inside the guts of it. It's kind of cool. The only thing, I do think it's nice overall. The only thing that I would have liked to see, and I know this is too much to ask in the real world, but if we, we, we like to have fun here on the X cast, I would like to see not instead of, but in addition to, if you really want to go all out 25th, 20th anniversary, let's have a Duke version of that controller mm. as well. Ooh. What do you think, Rand? Nice would you like the Duke to come back? Would you ever like to see that? I mean, like we saw the Hyperkin ones, they did that. Mm-hmm. Would you ever like to see like Microsoft do their own and release that coming out? For my fellow Xbox fans that would love the Duke to come back, absolutely. I would love for them to be happy. Would I be happy? No, because I hated that controller, Mike. I think I collectors would controller. buy it and put it on the shelf. I don't know if anyone would ever use it. Because don't forget, you, the, you'd be going... Here's the question. Like, so just stay with me here. If you were going to do the Duke, would you make a change to it if you were bringing it back to incorporate the bumpers? Or would you go hardcore and make people go back to the, the, those little black and white buttons? I think if you were going to bring back the Duke, you would have to bring it back the way it was. The yeah. black and white buttons, no bumpers. Like, how big... Like it, That thing was so huge. It was I, I don't I, know. I, the weird thing about it is I was one of the few people that didn't complain about it. I, was, I don't want everyone to complain about it. I kind of like it. And then they brought out the smaller one. I remember the S was their solution mm-hmm. to it. And I was like, this one's good too. But I never, I, I don't even have particularly like, giant hands or anything, but I didn't have a problem with the Duke. The thing about the Hyperkin one was it wasn't wireless. So it never really kind of scratched that itch. Like, what's these days a, c- a controller with a wire? the hell is that like you know you got to be wireless these days so it wasn't the, so the third party ones you know they don't have access to that uh, you know the official microsoft wireless um controller protocol so they never get you know third party wireless controllers um you know are hard to do um but so the, the only way we're ever going to see like the duke come back in a real way like a wireless duke is going to be if microsoft do it themselves it's a, it's a nice it, you know it's a fun idea for a podcast but i don't think i don't think we'll ever see the the, the duke uh, come back. I think like the Duke is probably like in, in the same category as the Connect. Like you said in Microsoft, and they're like, "Wait, what's that? Never heard of it." It's just been airbrushed yeah. out of history. I think they're probably just happy with Hyperkin bringing it back. Yeah, and that was good so enough. It's, it's, it's supported. It's not something they would do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, then there's also the stereo headset, right, Mike? Correct. Well. Yeah, Rand, yeah. we got the headset as well. It's I love the pairing, right? I think that's one as I know you and Jez have talked about and. Me, Gary, and Paris have talked about, right? We're getting into a the year of the console, this new generation, and we're talking about new hardware from headsets to controllers. And we've really seen this team come out with a very affordable headset. We've seen them partner up with a very expensive, high-class headset, right? And I love that they were like, hey, we can jump on this affordable headset. We can still make it special for the 20th anniversary with a little bells and whistles. Oh, right, and like, now, so they, they, they reskin the headset too. Okay. Correct. Right. So this is the wired one, Gary, that was yeah. recently announced. And this one will still have the translucent black on that. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. have the big Xbox green pop on that one as well. But I think it's a nice touch. I also think, Rand, something we've talked about, and I know you guys have talked about, is like during this weird phase of COVID and exiting COVID, and we're dealing with the repercussions of what COVID did to manufacturing and the chip shortage, right? you can see that it's so much easier for them to kind of go towards the controllers and the headsets over a console and all that. So I really do like that they're doing it. Uh, but I, I don't think any of this is for me because I'll have a question at the end for you of what you think about this, but it's just not for me. Would you jump on this headset rant? Well, no, because I bought the the uh, the hundred dollar Xbox wireless one that came out. What is it like four months ago at this point? So I already bought the Xbox wireless headset. I don't need another one, and I have Astro E50s. I have Turtle Beaches, right? So I'm covered in the headset arena. So like, I don't really need a headset, just like I don't really need another controller, but. I do want to celebrate the 20th anniversary somehow and have something. So maybe I'll break down and buy the controller at some point, even though I don't necessarily need it right now. But that's the nice thing about a controller though. There's always room for one more controller. Maybe you're going to, maybe that that four player party game comes out and you need, you know, you need to have a bunch of controllers. The thing, the thing is with these, um, with these special edition ones, there's really two markets for them, right? There's the person who doesn't have a second controller who or doesn't have that stereo headset yet. And they go, oh, well, this, this is the, I'll get this one because it's a special thing. And there's also that 1% out there, the hardcore collectors who have already got the stereo headset. They've already got the wired headset. They've already got 25 controllers, but they got to get these ones too because they just got to catch them all, right? These are the people who are like infinite disposable income. They've got big money. They're obsessed with collecting everything. Even if they never take it out of the box they just got to have it and have it on the shelf so they can say their collection's complete well i'm going to ask the next question right after we hear a word from our sponsors 
This podcast is brought to you by Purple. Sometimes it can feel like the world is against you getting a good night's sleep. There's already tons of things to be anxious about, and then there's the heat thanks to climate change. But when you have a purple mattress, ladies and gentlemen, you can sleep cool and comfortable no matter what the world throws at you. That's because only purple mattress has the grid. It's a unique ventilated design that lets air flow through it, which helps you sleep cool even when it's not cool, when it's been super hot, like it's been hot this summer. Joey and Tim Geddes use that there at purple. Uh, Joey's got the mattress, she loves it. Tim's got the pillow, he loves it. Both say that it's cool, it keeps them comfortable, and it's perfect for when you wanna go to bed. Ladies and gentlemen, purple is comfort reinvented right now. You'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more when you go to purple.com slash kindoffunny10 and use the promo code kindoffunny10. That's purple.com slash kindoffunny10, promo code kindoffunny10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash kindoffunny10, the promo code kindoffunny10, terms apply. All right, everybody, welcome back. Grant, that's what I want to talk to you about here right now is the celebration and how you and I and Gary and Paris and Jez and all of the Xbox fans around the globe will celebrate this big 20th anniversary. Of course, it's really nice to get all this special hardware and, you know, this is a corporation that's trying to sell, 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 and we have to buy, 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 right? But there's also this different feeling of like, it's all well and good to spend my money on this, but how else can we celebrate? How else can Xbox make this anniversary so special. And that's one I've been really trying to come to terms with over the past year dealing with COVID and what all of these companies have had to do to make these special moments really matter, right? And I feel bad for the Xbox team as we are nearing out of COVID, but we're still very much in the thick of it. And I think this would have been a perfect time for an XO event. I think this would have been a perfect time for a really big kind of festival party with Fan Fest that they could have done. But it doesn't seem like we're going to get that here in November when that would supposedly all go down. So I want to ask the question of you and Gary of like, what are they going to do that isn't, hey, go buy this console, go buy this controller, buy this headset. How are they going to make this meaningful for the fans that might not want to shell out 500 to $69 for a controller? What were some of your thoughts with that? Have you thought about that at all, Rand? Yeah, that is definitely an interesting question. Um, so with the 20th anniversary being on November 15th, I do think there might be some videos that Xbox is going to produce and put out there. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a stream of some kind with Phil Spencer because it is an important milestone. And the question then becomes, well, do you announce a new game? Like, do you show off Compulsion's game during this thing? Do you, do you maybe show off a new trailer for Hellblade 2? I know that's what that's this type of stuff, questions I get in my DMs. Like, is Xbox going to do something for the 20th anniversary? I don't know, but you would think with that being such an integral moment to the brand that they're going to want to celebrate it somehow in another in another way that isn't like, oh, buy this controller, buy this headset. Uh, we can talk about the future of Xbox Game Studios and what you have to look forward to, stuff like that. Um, I do think maybe we'll see the revival of backwards compatibility program. What better way to celebrate 20 years of Xbox than by introducing more backwards compatibility games into the service. So like maybe on the the 15th, they add more games from the 360, they add more games from the OG Xbox that people can then, you know, if you own the games for, you can just plug it in and play it and stuff like that. I, I want to say like that is a good possibility, um, but I don't really know. I, I th maybe we see like a, a look at Halo Infinite's campaign, right? Mm -hmm. So not only is it 20 year of Xbox, but it's the 20th anniversary of Halo. And we haven't seen the campaign outside of last year's demo. They've talked about how we'll see it later in the year before launch. Maybe November 15th is a good day for them to celebrate Halo with a new campaign trailer or maybe a deep dive into all the different things you can do in the campaign. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Xbox is going to do. I hopefully to do something and hopefully they shine a light on like the community that Xbox is because when I think back at 20 years in Xbox and you think about the great games that we've all played, like the Mass Effects, the Halos, the Bioshocks, the Forzas, right? We all have a list of amazing titles that we played these last 20 years. But just as important to that, I think about the friendships I've made on Xbox from people I've never met in real life. I have people I talk to on Xbox that I've known for 12 years that I've never met, but they're just you know, as big as, a, as any of my real in real life friends, you know? 
Like I've made some incredible relationships with people and gaming. It's like Phil says, gaming brings everybody together. So hopefully Xbox can celebrate both those things. Like take a look at the future of Xbox, you know, take a look at the back, you know, the legacy of Xbox with some backwards compatibility, but then celebrate like what gaming is really all about. The friendships that you make, like me and you, Mike, like we've never met in real life. But I'm in your streams watching it. You're in my, you know, Xbox Two podcast in the chat. We support each other. And it's really like over Xbox. We become friends because of it. And it's something special. And I, I think that really talks like touches and speaks to everybody, really. So hopefully they do something along that along those lines. I, I feel that so much, Brandon. I love that. And that that was one thing that I got me thinking, right? It's like we've seen them do special event live streams, and I think Twitch goes so far, right? It only can go so far where you're having the party-like atmosphere and people tune in. And I think people more want to see Phil and that leadership team come up and do like this special presentation and announce games and all that. And I think sometimes those fun live streams fall a little bit flat and people, they go a little too long and people drop off. And so I do really hope that we see Phil and the team talk about their 20 years and what made it special. And then shine a light on the community. That's funny you bring that up because that's how I saw it as well of like go from person to person and ask them what makes Xbox so special and kind of share that camaraderie. And it's, I love that you brought up Halo and how the 20th anniversary is because for me, you know what I want to do my pie in the sky dream, Gary Witt. Are you ready for this? Go on. Celebrating hero or we're celebrating Halo. I want to call up 343 and I know they're super busy and they're kicking ass, but I would look at them and be like, you know what? These Flights have been going really well. What I need you to do is create Blood Gulch. We're going to have another big team battle, open beta weekend, but it's going to be on Blood Gulch in the Halo Infinite world. Let's make that happen because that would be a great way to bring us all together and share these special memories and create memories while we're still all apart. So I, I hope that we can do something like that, one versus 100. Or Rand, here's another one since you brought up OG Xbox titles. How could we do Fusion Frenzy mm. online? Could we turn Fusion Frenzy somehow online, Phil Spencer, and make that special? That would be something I would love to see. But Gary, these are all fun things, but these are also things that like don't make money. So how important is it to a team like Xbox to celebrate this, but also like, is it worth it in the end? What do you think about that? I mean, I think, you know, they, these companies have big, big marketing budgets. And I have been thinking, I've only been thinking about this question you know, in the last few minutes since you since you first raised it. I'm, I'm interested to see how Microsoft answered this question, right? There, there's a whole team of my, people at Microsoft, marketing and brand specialists who are much smarter than us, who get paid a lot more money and who specifically get paid money to answer these questions to think about this. The 20th anniversary is coming up. How do we make it as memorable as possible? How do we create a special moment? Something that feels like an event, feels like a moment that really marks. 20 years is a big deal, right? Let's mark that milestone. Uh, in a in a way that feels you know a, appropriate and fun and you know reverential and with a sense of history, all of those things. Now you know the controller and the the special you know edition hardware, all of that stuff is nice. Those are extra things you can buy, um, but I do think some kind of event would be nice where there's an opportunity to kind of like thank you know the all the generations of gamers that have stuck you know, with the Xbox platform over the last 20 years and watched it grow, um, you know, maybe some, maybe some kind of like free virtual tchotchke. I don't know, like something that sh yeah, if you've got an Xbox account or game pass or whatever, just something that shows up. Remember they used to do like, like wardrobe items for your avatar. Nobody gives a shit about avatars anymore, but you would get like a special 20th anniversary virtual hoodie or something like that that you could wear. I don't know. Like th this stuff doesn't have to cost the earth in order to, you know, in order to feel kind of nice, just where you go, oh, what a nice thing Microsoft did for me. And it wasn't about me having to give them more money. I do think, I do think they will do something. The 20th anniversary is a big deal. We're five weeks to the day away from it right here on this Friday uh, evening as we, as we record the show. Um, I think if it, I, I think if there's nothing more beyond what they've done, I think if November 15th, that specific day comes and goes without some kind of, okay, that was cool. 20th anniversary type moment i think they've they've missed something and i've got to believe because you know the microsoft marketing people as we've seen time and time again are pretty you know pretty on the ball um i i suspect there is something in the works for that date that we don't know about yet. i'll be disappointed if there isn't i'm so excited but you know what else is in the works right now a cool partnership and gary our co-host paris he's rocking and walking around the streets with some real cool shoes right now because xbox has teamed up with adidas right now for an awesome collab 
that uh, we heard about in a little bit uh, before, but now we actually get to see them now. So I'll read from the Xbox Wire. Today, Xbox announced a global partnership with Adidas to celebrate our shared heritage of play and unveil our first console-inspired sneaker collaboration in honor of the 20th anniversary of Xbox. The collab features an exclusive new Adidas original by Xbox sneaker, the 20th or Xbox 20th Forum Tech. The translucent green details inspired by the special edition release of the original Xbox console for the launch of Halo Combat Evolved in 2001, making the first ever generation of gaming at Microsoft the uh, gaming at Microsoft. The Adidas Forum Tech design balances nostalgia with embracing modern technology and is symbolic of how we look at our own Xbox history. So Baird has brought that up right now. Of course, if you're listening on podcast services, you've probably seen these bright neon green sneakers in your face. They are inspired by early 2000s and skateboard culture. Now, there is a big one here to remember. This is the first console-inspired sneaker. There might be more, and they might be coming towards this 20th anniversary. Now, Rand, I know you're hip. I know you're cool. You're one of the dopest dudes on the planet. Could you see yourself rocking these? Maybe one time. Maybe in my house without going outside so people can see that bright lime green color as I go to in some, some stores. But I, I think it's cool that they're partnering up with them. I will say, though, I, I don't think you can purchase those Adidas shoes. So, like, Paris has, like, a collector's item because not many people will be able to buy that. But I do believe they said they'll have more shoe collaborations with Adidas later in the year to celebrate some of the other Xbox systems, previous systems, and those will be available for purchase to everybody. So, you know, you see those shoes and you're like, yeah, those are some pretty cool shoes. Maybe I could get them. But then you're like, wait, I can't even buy them. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I can't even give them that my money, you know? Right. Yeah, we, it's we it's, it's about one the- world for Paris and one world for the rest of us. We've been living that reality for a while now. Uh, Paris, I- Paris, Paris gets the exclusive, the exclusive merch. I, I really love this collab. I'm really excited about it because it's one thing I've brought up with Paris and Gary before Rand of, I don't know if many people remember, but back at an E3 a couple of years ago, they teamed up with Air Jordan and Nike and they created special edition Xbox One or Xbox inspired Air Jordan Ones, which were really, really dope. And I've always wanted a pair of those Nike Air Force Ones, but I like this. And I like you said, I hope to see what is coming up. And it got me thinking, of like what would be next, right? If we're going to go with early 2000s OG skateboarding and OG Xbox, what would the 360 look like? And so I started mm. looking down on Adidas, right? And I think the 360 in my mind ran, take a trip with me. I think think Xbox 360, I think, you know, 2000s, I start to think, you know, into the teens, I think preppy. And so I went with the Adidas Grand Courts. Those are just the generic white with the three stripes that you know Adidas for. And I could see that going well. And then I started to move forward and I go, okay, Xbox One. This is when we started to get into the modern era. We started to go kind of futuristic tech with them. So I'm thinking the Adidas boosts. So I'm really looking forward to see what this team does. But, you know, like I said before, this is all well and good purchase stuff. You know what I mean? But brand shoes and Xbox, is this a match made in heaven or is this just a a fun, dumb gimmick to uh, pull money out here? I think it's a cool marketing thing. You know, okay. a synergy between brands celebrating something. Um, I can't imagine there being a large demand for the shoes, which, I mean, if there was, they probably would be done already and people would be walking around with Xbox shoes all over the place or PlayStation shoes or something. So I think it's just, it's just, it's just an easy marketing collaboration where you don't have to make many of them. So you do like a limited run of like 50 or something and you give them to people like Paris and show them on on Twitter and gets everybody jealous. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I, I would like those Paris. <laughs> Paris always gets all the cool stuff. Then Gary, gets all, Gary gets all the controllers though, you know, and I he know, gets all the I special know. controllers. Let me, let me ask you this, Mike, I want to ask you, especially since these are a special edition, right? And you, you, this, it's not like you're, you're, you're going to go out and get another pair. If Microsoft sent you a, a pair of these sneakers, do you wear them? Or do, you, or do they go on a shelf where they're going to stay pristine? Because I don't, I don't have that sneakerhead mentality, but how do you treat like a special edition pair of sneakers like this? It's so tough, right, Gary? Because these are going to be very, very special. And my first answer, of course, would be it would become set dressing, right? These would be hanging up on the wall, hanging out. But I do have one spot I would wear them, and that's Xbox E3, right? When E3 does return and Xbox does have a big stage and they have a lot of fun with all their fans, I would wear them out and I would show them off and we'd have some fun talking 
and celebrating Xbox because as cool as it is for them to sit up there, I, I think you got to embrace the moment and you got to have some fun with it. So to wear them to special events, maybe one day I score a big hosting event for an esports something. Maybe I wear those for good luck and remember where we came from, but I, I, you would have to take advantage and wear them. I, I wouldn't want them sitting up in a box all day. I, I would do that, but like, if I'm going out into a live environment, I would have a second pair of shit, my regular shitty sneakers. If I guess I have to go out on the street, I'm going to swap them out because again, like, if you're on like a carpeted stage in tours or something like that, that's one thing. But like, and you, even when you're wearing them, right, you're gonna like, you know what it's like when you get that new pair of sneakers, like the first little scuff you get on me, like, ah oh, man, you know, you especially a pair like this, you're gonna want to keep pristine. So yeah, I would I would do it for a special event or something like that. But yeah, I would have like a street pair of my ring, my my shitty old beat up New Balance that I would wear when I'm out on the street, and I don't want to get them messed messed up. See that that's my issue with controllers, Gary. Is I'm one of those guys where like I'm punishing this controller through all of my gameplay <laughs> sessions, and I hate that we get these cool special editions, and you either buy them or for us sometimes we get sent them, and I feel like this weird feeling of like I can't ruin this. I don't want to ruin this. And I never play with any of my special edition controllers. They go up on a shelf. They look pretty. They look cool. But I just feel this weird push and pull because I, I don't want to abuse them like I do with all my other controllers. I still I, to this day have the Xbox One launch controller. And it's like that just sits there. I can't I can't touch it, Gary. I can't touch it. I gotta I, I feel like I gotta check in with you and Rand on this because you both have said this, right? Rand said earlier that he's blue Series X controller that, you know, he's less than a year old. Right, is it was already he needed to get he needed to get a replacement. You're saying you can't play with special edition controllers because you punish them so badly. I don't know. Maybe I don't play a game games as aggressively as you guys, but like my these controllers are pretty sturdy. I don't have to worry about like oh if I if I play with this controller too much, am I going to beat the shit out of it? My my controllers can take a beating, but I don't know. Maybe you guys play like super hardcore aggressive. Yeah, I usually have to get a new controller once every year. By the by, the year time or year comes around, either one of the triggers doesn't work properly, or one of the face buttons is doesn't like register, or the Nexus button doesn't like when you push it, it doesn't do anything, or there's stick drift, you know, because mm -hmm. you use it a lot. So it always happens every year. I gotta I gotta buy another one, and I, I have like a bunch of controllers. I have like 15 Xbox controllers. I'll like. I'll, sitting around here but they're all in some they're not pristine like mics they're not sitting behind them in a little thing where they haven't been touched like these you look at them like they're they've been worn they've been used you know they're you see the scars of battle on them you know yeah i'm like robbing because you're, because you're abusing your controllers lose, i'm spiking this controller through a window oh you that's know i mean me. that's I the do. only danger i've never actually done it but i my, my wife will tell you i've come a, f a few times i've come close to actually throwing a controller against a wall <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, if you're playing a game, there's a high rage quit potential. Yeah, you're going to want to bring out just the regular black controller and not one of the special ones. Let's end the show with something fun that's near and dear to my heart. And I want to gauge how you guys feel because it is something special. And it's also celebrating a 20th anniversary as well. And that's Grand Theft Auto. There is a special Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, now officially announced by Rockstar Games. This was something that has been leaked and rumored for months now as we started to get towards the holiday season. And it is now true that Rockstar is going to come out with the official definitive trilogy. That's Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas, some of my favorite games of all time. And this is something that I really look forward to, and I want to know what you guys think. Of course, celebrating the anniversary, a big moment for Rockstar. But is this something where you feel like you can go back to, and can they up-res this game enough to make it not feel super old and dated. Do you trust that? Rand, what, what are your thoughts on Grand Theft Auto? So I'll probably end up buying it because Grand Theft Auto is one of my favorite franchises and Grand Theft Auto 3 was one of those moments, you know, you have a few moments in at least my history of a jaw-dropping experience, something you've never seen before. In Grand Theft Auto 3, I remember the first time I loaded that bad boy up on the PS2 and my mind was blown because I couldn't believe you could do whatever you wanted in a game like that, right? So I, I love Grand Theft Auto. I love 3. I love San Andreas. I know people probably hate me for saying this. I didn't really care for Vice City that much. I know people like love Vice City, but Vice City wasn't my favorite. So I might just buy the games just to have them and, you know, and never play them because... They're old. They're old games. You know, they're they're from a different era. They play differently. So 
I find it interesting that the announcement today was just the announcement with the with uh, kind of like the silhouette of the characters, but no gameplay. Like, I want to see what it looks like. I want to see how you're going to modernize it so it plays like any of the current Grand Theft Auto games. So I'm going to wait to see what what it looks like and plays like, and then make my determination of if I'll replay any of those at some point down the line. I'll buy it just because I want to have it. I want to have it. Every time I look at my games library, there's the collection of Grand Theft Auto. It's like history, but I doubt I'll ever play them. Okay, what do you think? I'm actually really excited about this one. Way more excited than I am about the um, than I am the uh, GTA V remaster. Where you know yeah. there's, there seems to be not a lot of excitement about that now. Initially there was some excitement. Now that we're getting close to it, what Rockstar has shown, people are like, where where's the update? Like it doesn't seem like you're doing very much. I mean, when it actually drops, we'll we'll see. Maybe they'll surprise us. But there's not a, there doesn't seem to be a ton of excitement out there for the GTA V remaster. One of the reasons why that is a GTA V for a game that's almost a decade old still looks pretty damn good. Run that, especially if you run that on a high-end PC or a next-gen uh, uh, console. And if you've started, if you if you're familiar with what's happening out there on the PC side, on kind of the underground modding scene, but some of the stuff that these modders are doing with GTA V to take it into that kind of 4K, 8K photorealistic territory is incredible. So the difference between that and what they're doing with three, with, with number three, with Vice City and San Andreas, is you go back and look at those games, Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas, they have not aged as well, because they are much, much older. Um, and they're definitely three of the most important games in Grand Theft Auto history. You know, the three of them together are just three incredible back-to-back -back, uh, releases. Um, I personally, I mean, I love all three, GTA 3, because it was the first one that brought the GTA series. I'm mean, old enough to remember when GTA was Grand Theft Auto, and it was just a 2D top-down kind of vibe and it was very very basic and then gta3 came along brought it into the third dimension and of course laid the first foundation for you know the the gta story that we all know today so that's an incredibly important piece of of uh, gta history it's gonna be interesting to see that remastered i personally love vice city i love that scarface 80s miami vice kind of pastel color uh, you know, Miami seafront kind of vibe. The Grand Theft Auto games are all about capturing a vibe, right? An aesthetic and a particular place and time. And Vice City does that kind of Miami South Beach, you know, thing. It just does it so, so well. And I remember the first time I played San Andreas being really blown away by the scope of that game and what didn't seem possible. Like three whole, remember it's the whole state, right? So it's three different cities that you can go back and forth between. And I just thought in terms of scale and scope, that was like the next big step up for really taking GTA into like truly epic scale of, oh my God, there's so much you can do and so many places you can go in this game. So three amazing games. As you know, I'm very, very kind of pro remaster. I think people that remember the original games are going to love seeing them brought up to date. For people, you know, for, for GTA fans who are, you know, maybe too young to remember or look, go look at GTA 3 and go, oh, it looks kind of shitty. Um, this is an opportunity for them to, you know, hopefully, you know, rediscover it or discover it for the first time with new graphics. I'm with Rand though. I want to see like just how, they, they, you know, to bring this up to modern standards, they must have done a lot of work because these games are very, very, very much showing their age. So let's see how good, are they going to look like, you know, true next gen titles or is it going to be kind of like halfway there, but you can still see some of the, the, you know, the, the older roots of the game underneath. It remains to be seen, but I'm very, very excited about this trilogy. One final point, they did mention that the original versions of the games of, of Grand Theft Auto 3, San Andreas, and Vice City will be removed from digital stores in the very near future. So these remasters will be the only versions you can get. If you still want to have the original versions of the games, the clock is ticking for you to go out and get them before they're taken down. Better go get them right away. Don't miss out because, of course, licensing will become a conversation topic of what kind of music can they, can't they have if there's any issues with that. But I will circle it one more time, celebrating 20 years. We don't have a release date for this. Maybe on Xbox's big 20th anniversary celebration, we could team up with Rockstar and drop it the day of and let us go buy it over there. That would be pretty fun. Not fully Xbox, but something special to celebrate 20 years. But with that, let's get the heck out of here. It's time to go celebrate the weekend. It's time to go have some fun and play some games. Gary Witta. You were perfect as always, my friend. I look forward to celebrating the weekend with you and catching up, playing some games, hopefully some new world for you and I. But uh, the man of the hour, the man with the million, Mr. Randall Thor, joining us here on the live stream. 
Once again, kind of funny, best friends. That is Rand Althor, 19, the man with the million. One of my favorite people on planet Earth. One of my favorite people in the Xbox universe. You can go check him out on the Xbox Two podcast with his co-host, Des Corden, who I know and love. And of course, you can go check him out on his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash RandAlthor19. Now, Rand, I got to give you all the promo, but I want to make sure you have the moment. You can tell all the kind of funny best friends who the heck you are, where they can find you, and what dope stuff you're doing. Like, you give me boost goosebumps, man. Like, every time you do this, like, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I thank you guys so much for being on here. Thank you, Mike. It was a pleasure to meet you, Gary. Uh, yeah, likewise. You know, how many controllers do you have, by the way? I'm kind of curious. Oh, I forgot to show you in my two, my two most recent editions. I got them right here. So I think I'm up to about 18, 20 now, with these, maybe with these last two. So the good people at Back for Blood sent me this very cool blood splattered. Nice. I like that with the Back for Blood branding on the back. And then I got to give a special shout out to the good people at Trolley, the makers of my favorite sour gummy worms. Look at this bad boy right here. It is, it is, it is like a giant gummy worm controller. They sent me one of these. Thank you so much. And they also sent me, uh, I guess they've done a deal with Xbox. Check this out. Mike, Halo Infinite branded gummy worms. You get a free one-month code for Game Pass Ultimate with these. They also sent me uh, Destiny 2, and I got um, Sea of Thieves and uh, Psychonauts 2 flavors as well. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I love, I, I love sour candy. I love that. I love to pucker up. When I'm when I'm when I'm sucking down those worms and I'm playing my video games, so thank I you love it. to the people at Back Blood and Trolley. He's the best. He's the best. I love you know, it, Barrett. You don't like the you don't like the sour. You know the sour worms, the sour patch kids. Come I on. I mess with the with the sour patch uh, kid, uh, a sour patch uh, or a sour gummy worm. Everyone, yeah. It's just the way you decided to word all of that was that it was just a what lot. What was wrong with it? He said, "I'm gonna pucker up when I'm sucking down those worms." <laughs> I believe you said, Gary went uh, in a perfect way to end that episode. But Rand, of course, the spotlight back to you. Where can everybody find you? What dope stuff are you doing? Yeah, I mean, if everybody, uh, you know, if you want to learn more about Xbox stuff or another cool podcast besides this amazing Xcast with Gary and uh, Mike in Paris, we do Xbox 2 every single Friday or Saturday, depending on our schedules. Me and Jez Corden of Windows Central, we do a nice, like, two-hour, three-hour podcast every single week, and I drop some videos talking about Xbox and everything, youtube.com slash randothor19. I'd love to have you, and uh, thank you guys once again for inviting me on the show. Uh, it was uh, such an honor. Love that. And remember, go out and play with your friends. Go make some friends over on Xbox. We'll see you all back here next week. Peace, everybody.